0: better than sex. I am Julia Reed Nichols.
1: And I'm Kitty Cat the Mill. And I would introduce a guest, but we don't have one tonight. It's just the two of us today.
0: That's okay. You're one of my favorite people to talk to anyways.
1: Oh, nice. And so, same with me. Wait, you, you're you your favorite person to talk to? No, that's not what I meant to say. I meant to say. <laughs> I, 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 I it.
0: I think you're pretty great, too. I think you're pretty great, too. Um, so how have you been, Kat? Where are you at right now?
1: I'm in Florida today, uh, but I will be in Vegas in two days, right? Today's Monday? Monday, yes. yes. Today's be, Monday. Today's Monday. I'm going to be there on Wednesday, so that's two days away. Um, we have to remember the days of week again because, you know, the world is picking up. So Yes,
0: Yes, and I think um, I will say that anyone who feels overwhelmed by how quickly the world is coming back, that is totally okay. You are in very good company around here. Um, It feels like things went from nothing to, you know, very booked. You know, we had our first... I had my first triple booking day in over a year on
1: Saturday, so that's exciting, right? It's very exciting.
0: And I'm Uh, also vaccinated, so I'm wearing my shirt. For the people that are watching this, it says, hug me, I'm vaccinated. (laughs) Excellent, excellent. Congratulations on the vaccination. Thank you, thank you. It just, it means I can, you know, means I can hug people and interact in the world and feel feel good about it. So I, I'm excited about that. And um, we have a lot of fun things coming up, and we've done a lot of things since the last time we've talked.
1: Yeah, so tell me, what have you all done? Okay, well, first, there was Drive Up Pinups, which
0: was our Valentine's Day event. Which was um, amazing. It, and Kat came into town for that. Thank you, Kat. I do. I <laughs> did. <laughs> She's very supportive. Um, so uh, she saw it as an audience member in the cars, but it's where people could drive up and see the show. And it, it was a lot of fun. It, the cast was really good. Um, and we did it with the Swing It Girls, mm-hmm. um, which is our friend Aaron's group. They're like an Andrew Sisters trio. And we did it at the Erotic Heritage Museum um, where we're hoping to start, um, a more regular show up soon. So, uh, it was just really nice to get that partnership going and, and get the show going and see people perform in a safe COVID friendly way.
1: It was, it was a, it was a lot of fun. It was like a different type of show. Um, you know, instead of people clapping, they, uh, honked their horns, which I thought was adorable. Yes,
0: honk their horns, flash their lights. I kind of was like, oh, with my epilepsy, it's probably a good thing I'm not a part of this show. It's like literally, I was was hiding, I was literally like hiding like the troll in the van, running all this sound. I'm becoming quite the sound engineer.
1: Which is amazing and so necessary. Um, It's like, I always uh, pity that I don't know more about music and sound. Um, because of the way it, it becomes hard to communicate with musicians and sound people after a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it definitely. Um, it's definitely a skill that I'm learning, um, so that's one thing we do. But um, we also, this is something I'm very, very excited about, we opened a new space. Um, it's called the drawing room, uh, by the event people creative co-op, which is our corporate arm that does like corporate parties and events and hooks up creatives with really cool private bookings and all that stuff. Um, we've now started a space that we use and other people can use for rehearsals and events and workshops. We have a yoga class that's going to be going out of there on Wednesdays.
1: Um, and it's just a whole lot of fun. Mowgli's in there. Mowgli is in there. Uh, for anyone unfamiliar at this point with Mowgli the dinosaur, he's my bedazzled ten-foot uh, dinosaur, and he's covered in like a ton of rhinestones. So
0: he's amazing, and he does the trick of pulling people into the space. So <laughs> our uh, the drawing room is right next to a place called the Garden, which is an LGBTQ uh, plus establishment and they do drag shows and they do bottomless brunches and stuff so uh there's drunk people quite often you know just milling around and when a drunk person catches eye of Mowgli they come in and they have to just stare at it and talk about it I had a couple come in on Sunday and they were like your place is the happiest place I've ever been. This is the best <laughs> room. Like, I mean, it is, it's a really nice feeling in there. It's not your typical venue. We do have a stage now, but the stage can be taken down. Um, it's really a blank canvas, and it's it's a lot of fun. And I think, I'll speak for myself, I'm having a lot of fun kind of figuring out exactly what it is and creating how it's going to impact the community here. It's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, a, it definitely has like a Burning Man kind of feel to it, where it's like, let's play and explore and figure out what we want to be in this space.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know, the really cool thing about it is we're in Vegas, so there's always people here that are down to see shit. So um, we're happy to be a part of that community. And we've yeah, also started we've a-, a new show, Working the Teas has a new weekly show every Saturday out of that space. Uh, right now, it is a very intimate burlesque show with 20 guests allowed. But we did sell out our very first show this week, um, so if you guys want to come see it, please check that out. There's links on Working the Teases site wttburlesque.com as well as the eventpeoplelv.com. So
1: nice. yeah, and it's a uh, a comprehensive show in terms of like. Even though this, like you run drinks next door, correct? Yeah, so you can
0: get you can get drunk at our show. We play drinking games, and um, we also have a kava station for people that are um, not into alcohol. We still want to kind of have in, be included in that environment. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have water if you're into that. That's cool too.
1: Uh, it, it is Vegas. So it is Vegas, it is Vegas and you should probably
0: drink some water too. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. You know, it's a very intimate show. It's an it's kind of I call it an old school. It feels like an old school burlesque show to me because it's a rotating cast. You never know who you're gonna get. Different hosts, different performers. Um, some of these people are the top performers in Vegas who are doing this show just because they want to do it. And we're very lucky to have them. And uh, like this week, we had this amazing circus performer who could do things with her body that like most men would only fantasize about. (laughs) It was amazing. So um, yeah, if you guys want to check that out, I mean, Kat's going to be performing this Saturday.
1: I will. And it is going to be tied into a bigger event, correct? The yes. WPT show this week. So yes, so the Working the Tea show is
0: part of the Stalking Sessions, which is an ongoing female empowerment series where we're going to celebrate all the fun parts of being a female. Um, we have activations, a pasty making station. Kat's going to be doing some tarot cards. Mm-hmm we're going to be speaking, both Kat and I are going to be speaking on chapters from our upcoming book, Beauty is an Inside Job. Um, I know we've been promising this book, but it is coming. Here's the thing is we really want it to be good. Yeah. It's just as it's right, as we're writing it, we just kind of keep experiencing things in our life that we feel like we need to reinforce in the book. So um, it's it's coming alive it's almost there it the cover's awesome I I won't I gave in to you Kat I won't say which one but I decided I liked the one you liked
2: okay
0: yeah okay. yeah yeah so we'll have a cover reveal at some point but it's mm-hmm. a very sexy cover it's fun and it um everyone decided it would be something they would pick up at an airport if they walked by it that's how yeah.
1: we decided which cover <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's okay if you want to get your spiritual advice in the chicklet form, because, like, I love good chicklet, you know? Yeah, and so. it's, you know, it's
0: the kind of book I would enjoy reading. I don't know what everybody likes, but I know what I like, and I know what's helped me, and I know the things in my life I'm trying to reinforce, and that's what this book is, and it's also a whole lot of fucking fun, and there's a lot of really great wisdom in there that is not ours so
1: (laughs) it is true everybody who is um in my opinion picking this book up might be picking it up because of our burlesque history and the cool things that we've done with our lives but like the stuff inside of the book is universal
0: it really is it really is and um when that's ready for pre-sales and all that stuff, we'll announce it to you guys, but um, it's very exciting, and you can hear some of that information this weekend at the Stocking Sessions. Um, I'm personally going to be talking about the importance of being naked more.
1: Oh, well,
0: that sounds intriguing in itself. Like, Yes, it is. I had to record many promo videos of me naked this morning to... Uh, <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> I was like, hopefully nobody gets into my iCloud in the next like, hour before I can edit these and put the sensor bar over them.
1: I don't know. I'm so- Right, you're right. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's just the skin you're wearing right now anyway. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly.
1: Now, now I know that there is like a um, person we're featuring at the stocking session. Mm-hmm.
0: So she's actually been a guest on this podcast, Vixen DeVille. She does those great body empowerment classes. She's going to be here. She's going to be teaching burlesque. She's also a specialty artist. So for people that already do burlesque, she is going to be doing, or people who don't, but she's going to be teaching fire classes, um, technique classes like glove removal, stocking removal classes, different things like that. So um, yeah, and if you really want to get into it, she's going to be doing a six-week course mm-hmm. where you sign up, and on Sunday, you're going to have your first class with her, meet her, all that good stuff here in Vegas. It's for Vegas locals, really, or if you want to come back if you're from out of town, I guess you can um and you do the class right and that's going to be sunday and then virtually vixen's going to work with you over the next six weeks uh to develop an act and then you get to come back to our space and premiere your act for your friends and family
1: that's amazing yeah that's you to have a different... las
0: vegas burlesque premiere
1: yeah in the arts district which is like the coolest place in las vegas It really is. I mean, I don't want to brag, but it is. (laughs) It is. It's like it's such a funky little area and there's murals on every wall and that's where they do Life is Beautiful and they've got great cocktails and it's such a fun area to have an event space
0: exactly and you get to make your debut in the same stage that our professional Vegas entertainers do the show every saturday night so um if that's something you want to do please do get in touch with us because we would love to make that happen for you Rulesque has opened so many things in my life um and i didn't even know that i needed them opened so i encourage people to give it a try yeah
1: i definitely encourage it too um i, I I'm talking at the starting sessions about the importance of playing different characters and in your life, which as anybody who gets into burlesque realizes how enjoyable it is to give yourself permission to maybe play roles that you are not normally playing in your life or that you need to play more of. Like I feel like with quarantine, I've spent a lot of time in yoga pants and not a lot of time in high heels. And as we're segueing back into high heels, I'm like, Oh, this is a different person. I know this person. True story. My feet forgot what it
0: feels. I'm like, I've worn heels very few times over the past year because why? Right? Right. (laughs) So I put them on Saturday for the show and I wore them the entire night. And the next day I couldn't get out of my slippers. So I was like, anything else feels too, too, like too much. (laughs)
1: yeah, but it's but it is then you get back and you're like, Oh, yes, this is and this is a character that I need to play because it's a lot more fun to go through life playing different characters than just always playing the same character over and over again.
0: Yes. So if you want to play some characters, you want to tap into your sexy um we encourage you to do that with vixen she's awesome i honestly can't think of a better person to guide you through your first act she's great and just nothing but positive energy i for one always feel better after i spend time with her
1: Yes, yeah, yeah i mean she's she's just a delightful like little nerdy british girl in the body of like a vixen like, like a Vixen yeah, It's the perfect name for her. It really is. It
0: really is. It really is. Also. You Look up photos. It's worth looking at. Anyways. It, it
1: definitely is. She she can burn a dress off her body. So, mm-hmm. And yeah. we have video
0: of that on our YouTube channel.
1: We do. We do. <laughs> now, I know there's also going to be um, a fun art installation featuring a cutout of some sort. Yes, so uh, one of this is actually Kat's idea.
0: Um, so no, no, it's, it's I, feel like, I feel like I need to give you a title, like curator of fun or something. Like we need oh, to like come up with some title that's actually accurate. For I think you're right now a creative consultant. It sounds a little. A little Theory.
1: pretty much, yeah. A little
0: serious. You're really like the curator.
1: She comes up with all
0: the fun stuff. So she came up with this idea, you know, those like carnival cutouts. Um, so as we do these uh, women empowerment series, we want to celebrate women in the past that have really led us to where we are. And one of the women in burlesque that we look up to, if you're a performer, is Gypsy Rose Lee because she really made it so mainstream and she was very talented and witty. She wrote her own jokes, controlled her own act. Um, she was independent once she got free of her mother. Um, <laughs> that's a great, that's in the musical. If you're yes. in a musical, watch the musical, That's story's in the musical, but it's a wonderful, wonderful, um, icon. So we're going to do a cutout of her so people can take photos like they're at a carnival. Um, and we get to do a new cutout every every time we do this. So um, if anyone has ideas of other fucking amazing women we should feature, I'm open to that.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can contact us on our socials. I'd love to hear what people's suggestions would be. Right?
0: I know. I was like, when we were doing it, I was like, how do you know? You got the corset. You got the hair. You know.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, but it's going to be fun. There's going to be all kinds of fun stuff. We're going to be doing yoga in the morning. So come and morning. get
1: your stuff on. Who's doing the yoga?
0: So uh, we're very lucky. We're going to be partnering with Tri Yoga. It's trauma recovery yoga. It's a very different kind of yoga. I've actually never done it, but I've heard so, so many amazing things about it. So I'm very happy. I'm going to be there for sure. Taking that class. If anybody wants to meet me, that's where you can stalk me at right there. Um, mm-hmm. i will be there taking that class. I think it's at 930 in the morning in Art Square. Um, And I'm just I'm thrilled because uh, they have a really good reputation, not only in Vegas, but all over the world for the work that they do with a lot of recovery communities and veteran communities and people that really need to heal through movement.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah. I've never taken a class with them. I've never actually heard of them before this. You introduced me to them, and I think it's so interesting. Like you're like, oh, that's so cool and different because yoga has the ability to have such a different uh, variety. Like there's, you know, you know, it's like all the people with like the the yin yoga mm-hmm. and then the yang, and so I'm excited to try to try yoga. Yay!
0: We're going to try the tri yoga together. I know. So we got two nice. people coming to the class. So, that a
1: segue into that one. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, and then the show that night is going to be a little different. I will just say yeah. that outside. Which is really cool. We're doing it outside because, honestly, everyone should come see Vixen. So we want to give it as much capacity as we can right now. And the safest way to do that is being outside. Um, so you buy a basically like a picnic square. We give you a little blanket. Um, we're going to try to get you guys some food and drinks in there so you can have a picnic and watch a burlesque show with some of Vegas's top burly performers, including Kat. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yes, I will be doing my signature act, which just means I've done it a million times. So it's the best one to go back to after quarantine. I was like thinking, I was, like, thinking about this and I was like, well, I probably have the most sense memory with this one. So let's do this one because like, autopilot is just going to go back into like."
0: That's how a bed of nails got picked this past weekend. (laughs) I was like, I don't have to think about this, you know, whatever. It'll be fine. Yep. So I completely understand. Um, And I will say, you know, performing this past weekend, it was just, I, I haven't done a burlesque show in a very, very long time. Where I can say what I want, do what I want. You know, the thing about Pinups on Tour is that we have, it's a there's like brand standards. <laughs> so, so you can only go like so far um, with that show. But we had we had dicks hanging from the ceiling. Um it was it was pretty great. Yeah.
1: No, great. that's great. Yeah. I mean it's like going back to playing different characters, it's it's always nice to get those different uh notes. Where it's yeah. like, you know, like the pinup brand is very different than a burlesque brand. And yes. Yeah. So yes. how much fun? It is so much fun. Um, It
0: is so much fun. You know, life is a lot of fun things right now. Um, oh, in my personal life. I mean, this is kind of interesting. Maybe other people relate to it. I have my very first Zoom with a fertility doctor this week. Oh, very interesting. Yes. So I know nothing really about the process yet. I'm going to be learning it. I'm happy to share what I discover with everybody. Um, Probably the podcast is the best way because I'm terrible about posting on social media, but I'm really good at talking. So... (laughs) I do it this way. But yeah, I'm really excited. I'm going to meet with them. We're going to talk about freezing um, my eggs so I can donate them to uh, my brother and his partner so they can use it in a surrogate and Mm -hmm. create a little niece or nephew.
1: That's very exciting.
0: It is very exciting.
1: I mean, what's more female than using your eggs for something?
0: Right. So I was like, cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have the first Zoom meeting. We'll see. It seems like a whole process, but I don't yeah. know.
1: Is this a psych meeting? Is that what that is? Or is no, it
0: like I think so I had like a meeting to like explain kind of like how it all works and all the different blah 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 barriers to entry. And then I had to have a doctor's appointment where I just had like a regular physical and they checked everything out and you know, checked my blood and all that stuff. Um, So now I'm meeting with the doctor who I think explains like the shots and the process and the ultrasound and like, it's quite extensive, you know, um, science is not the easiest way to make a baby. Sex is the easiest way to make a baby. Mm. Um, but that's not going to happen in this situation. So, you know, no, I yeah, mean, exactly.
1: They can try as much as they want, but. Exactly.
0: Like, Dylan and Joel just can't. Can't. Will never ever <laughs> <them>. So, so. <laughs> other And the great thing is, is that I'll have some frozen for me and mm-hmm. I can um, save them for whenever I find if, a partner, if it happens to be later in life. And, you know, that's. So, I mean, it's a nice nice thing, and it's definitely something that I'm like, this is an interesting journey to go on,
1: because
0: I don't know anybody that's done this.
1: Yeah, I I actually don't know anyone who's done that journey. I mean, I know people who have gone for, like, the fertility and infertility issues, but, like...
0: I do know somebody that's done it as, like, a donor to other families.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I guess. Like, as, as like, a
0: a paid... Yeah, like, as a paid owner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I mean, it's not a a bad option for performers that are looking to free up their time, (laughs) you know?
1: I I, I feel like most people, uh, not most people, because that's wrong, but a lot of people I knew in their 20s talked about doing it. Yeah. The majority of the people that I know who talked about it did not do it, but there were multiple conversations about it when I was in my Well, family. it seems
0: like such a useless asset <laughs>
1: money is when you're like yeah, I want really these things. <laughs> like
0: I'm not trying to get pregnant right now. It seems mm. like you're like, I'm wasting sixty thousand dollars a month or whatever it is that I don't know. What
1: right, that right. I mean, but <laughs> money. 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 I mean who knows. <laughs>
0: I mean, right? I feel like it's kind of like selling underwear. I feel like everyone was always like, I could sell my underwear. I could do that. But then, did like. no you know anyone who did? One girl. I know one girl yeah, who sold her underwear. I went to college with her. Yeah. And she yeah. was, like, pretty open about it. She was like, yeah, I sell my underwear. I have a P.O. box and I write them letters. This was back when you had to, like, write letters to people. Okay. Yeah, and be like, here, Johnny, I wore these panties for three days just for you. And then, like, see the
1: Oh, man. I, I remember when I first uh, – this was when I was first dancing at Hustler. And it was, like, I think I started in, like, early January, and then the AVNs happened at the end of January. And I ended up talking to these guys who launched a product at AVNs that year. And it was, um, like, it's called, it was called pussy spray, and you would spray your underwear so it would smell like a pussy had it been worn in them. So, like, and you could get your, like, scent crafted to spray it on your boyfriend. Like, I mean, and I was like, in my head, like, as I was really having these kinds of conversations with these guys, I'm like, who would buy this? You know, because in my mind, it made no sense because, like, I wouldn't do it. But, like, there's always somebody out there that's willing there to do it. There
0: is an, an audience that. for, for everything. everything. There is... A, I don't judge anybody. I'm like, whatever you're into, if it doesn't right. harm everybody else, you go for it. Like, I don't get it, but whatever. But, like, that one I actually kind of get on, like, a pheromone level. Like, right. I, like how some, I get how that somebody could be attracted to that. But, like... It's kind of like I mean I guess you like the smell of your partner, but I don't necessarily want it like
1: bottled, right? Like, <laughs> you- <laughs> oh yeah, And you could get different like time lengths. Like there was like one day, three days, and like seven days or something like that. It was oh, like seven that. days. Ew, ew, ew. Uh, oh. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> Okay. Because, because, like, I have literally been dancing for, like, two to three weeks, and I still was, like – like, I have to say, like, dancing opened my eyes to so many sexual things that I did not even know existed before that, like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Uh, It's definitely – there's something for everybody, and luckily we are in a judgment-free zone around here, so.
1: We are. We are. And everything I say, it's it's probably – in some way deemed critical. I'm just saying in chess, because, like, really, you do yeah. whatever, makes, whatever really, makes you happy.
0: It's really hard to m- remove evaluative language from your speak. It's something I'm trying to do, but I give myself grace because we were raised in a world of that's good and that's bad, and I'm, and you know, reprogramming takes a second.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like I think also it's. Um, I, I always find it's like power to. Your, power to the people whatever you whatever makes you happy it's just I didn't know that corner of the world existed until I discovered it and when I first discovered it of course there's going to be a time period where you process whatever is new you know it's like if I found out there was another race of human beings on this planet who were green and then I first saw them I would be like wow those are green people but after time I'd be like whatever you know Ex- exposure therapy.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like the more you get used to something, you're like, whatever. That's not a big deal. Like, yeah, you know, I think it's that whole argument that's why representation matters. Um, mm. People are like, why does it matter? It matters because it makes things normal. And normal makes things not judged. And when things aren't judged, people feel more free to live their life and therefore are happier, more productive, and a better society is all. So... Yeah. You know, we're just trying to make the world a better place.
1: Exactly. (laughs) It's all
0: about world peace.
1: (laughs) It's all about being happy. Whatever (laughs) floats your (laughs) boat.
0: Oh, my God. I wish I could just, like, explain that lesson to so many people. I'm like, you know what the point of fucking life is? To be happy. (laughs) If you're perpetually unhappy every day, then I encourage you to examine that because that does that's not the default of life that is the
1: condition we put on ourselves that is the resistance we have put on the default and the exactly. default is love and happiness
0: exactly exactly I'm um, speaking of love and happiness um you found an interesting article this week about relationships and attachment styles right
1: I did. I did. Let me a paper.
0: Yeah, I'll pull up a little photo for the people that are
1: watching. Okay, I've done it. Yes. Yeah. So uh, this one's about attachment styles, which I've through the course of doing these podcasts, I've discovered that this is like a big thing in the world of relationships now, um, and we've talked about it a little. So this one was an article about uh, relating it to the characters of How I Met Your Mother, um, because it's a show kind of like Friends that, that most people have seen at some point in their life. Um, my
0: neighbor was on How I Met Your Mother. Really? Yeah, I live next to Doris Roberts in the hills. Oh, yes, I remember that. I backed my car into Doris Roberts' house.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I for mean, those of you that don't know, the Hollywood Hills have very narrow roads. And like my second day living in my house in the hills, I backed into my neighbor's house, went to tell them that I would fix it. And it was Doris Roberts from How I Met Your Mother. Yes.
1: Yes. She was like an one of the older ladies, right? Like mm, Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I I don't believe she's with us any longer. I don't, I don't think
1: she is either, but she I was a ton of sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. But Um, anyway, how I met your mother. Anyway, how I met your mother, you know, like there are the characters. So, attachment styles, we have four different types. Number one is secure, which is pretty much someone who's okay being in a relationship. It's like the secure duh, that's what it's called. And this, uh, if you've seen How I Met Your Mother, is the Lily and Marshall characters who are like just a, a normal couple, right? You know the end fights and stuff like that, but they are they trust each other and they're independent of each other. Whereas the three other types of attachment styles are like all the ones where you need to work on yourself a little bit more in one so, way. Secure is the goal.
0: That's what you're saying.
1: Secure so, so, so- is the goal, right? It's not to say that the other. Well, yeah, the other ones are bad. I guess it's the best way to explain. Not to use the whatever. The value evaluative language but you know you want to be secure (laughs) that's the goal that's the goal that's the target um (laughs) then you have what's called dismissive avoidance and this type of attachment style is that like you can't deal with emotional intimacy so you choose to be aloof like you spend all of your time avoiding situations where you might get hurt So instead of getting involved in them, you dismiss them so that you never get hurt.
0: I've dated that, yes.
1: (laughs) I have dated that and I've been that. Like every one of these, I'm like, "Ah." you know, because we're all a little bit of all of them. As in like any sitcom, you're all the characters to some degree. Um, But that is the character of Barney, who was played by Neil Patrick Harris. And he was like the womanizer, who was like constantly like, Every episode there was a girl and that was like the running joke that like no girl lasted at all. So the third type is what they call anxious preoccupied. And this is the character of Ted Mosby, who's the star of how I met your mother. And it's this idea that you need to be validated by your partner. These are the people who say, I love you like a week after you've been dating um, I you know, dated not, that person. <laughs> <laughs> I have dated that person and I have been that person also. <laughs> uh, you know, like you, you, you're like constantly looking for reassurance. You're look, you're trying to define yourself based only on your partner and nobody else. It's like you, it's it's kind of like the idea that like you're looking for that missing piece and like you're like you're my piece, you're my piece, you're my piece, you're my piece, you're my piece. and then you're like ah, oh, like. I need you to define me because I'm not my own piece.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, and then the last one is what they call fearful avoidance, which is best described as like pretty much confused. It's a combination of avoidant and anxious, which means they play both roles with it's Like they're not even just defined by like the one, you know, they want to be loved. They want to be loved, but then they're so scared. They avoid it. So it's like a lot of times people have like a wall, a and when they hit it, they bounce down. So they'll play the two roles. So it's like one going up and one going down, one going up and one going down. Okay. Uh, and this is the character of Robin, who was the love interest of Ted Mosby on How I Met Your Mother. Um, because, like, she was into him and then she wasn't into him. And that was, like, the push and the pull for, like, I don't know, the eight or nine seasons they did on the Like,
0: it's so draining to be on the other end of.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And once again, I have dated this person and I have been this person. Like, yeah. you know, where you're like, oh my God, you're amazing. And, you know, oh no, you're too perfect. I'm going to run away from you.
0: That's like the definition of my last relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, no, but that's, that's, yeah. That, you know, it secures the goal. <laughs>
1: Right. Secure so is the goal. It is the one we're looking for, which is the idea that you are yourself and you are the person in the relationship and you are good with both of them.
0: Yes. So I i, I, I think that my major takeaway is that if it's not secure, adjustments need to be made either in the person Behaviors, attitudes, thoughts—right, <laughs> something needs to change. Yeah.
1: Um, your, your standards need to be communicated in a way that's going to get you to the course correction that you're looking for. Exactly.
0: Well, I mean, and that's really—I mean, how I met your mother is—I mean, it's a really popular show. I mean, I think it's like one of the most like rerun type shows, but it is—it was so popular because it was based on relationships and these different kinds of relationships and. Um, Not all of them were necessarily healthy, you know what I mean? But not everybody's relationships are. And I think especially when you get into the world of really, like, uh, examining that sort of thing, um, you you kind of start to realize, well, a lot of people are just okay with that. And that's okay, too.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's a sitcom. So, like, everything's, like, heightened for comedy purposes anyway. But like that, it's. I find it so interesting because, like, in some ways, segueing to our next bit, when we're going to talk about Sex in the City, like people define themselves, like, "Oh, you're such a Carrie," or "You're such a Miranda," you know. Especially such when that, like. Yeah. When that show came out, those were words that
0: were uttered a lot. For like, no one show. wanted to be a Miranda.
1: No one wanted to be a Miranda. No one, and like. <laughs> <laughs> Funny because this is not the video we're gonna talk about, but I watched an entire video on how the opinion of Miranda in the last ten years since the show ended or whatever, fifteen has gone up and Samantha has gone down. Because yeah, Samantha yeah. was very popular when the show was out, but like she's the one that's so not emotionally connected for the majority of the show.
0: Oh yeah, 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 I know. She's she's a very self destructive creature. <laughs> That's right. Oh, right which we all are you know not no judgment on samantha
1: <laughs> <laughs> because we, you know, like, which know, which goes back to we're all of these characters it doesn't yes. matter what show it is like we laugh at anything that we find funny because we relate to it in some way otherwise we wouldn't even laugh at it so it's nice. Like, yes. you're like oh yes i've been the charlotte i've been the samantha i've been you know the miranda and i've been the carrie yeah.
0: I mean, like, I, I, mean, I know I've said this before, but like I never intended my life to become quite as close to Carrie's as it's.
2: Been.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just don't live in New York city. So, you know, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but we were, the video you showed was actually a really interesting point that I had never thought about. Yeah. Um, And it was about how the way sex in the city ended was a betrayal to the overall intention of sex in the city.
1: Yes. So um, for anyone who's maybe watched the show after it was on television, like where you like binge watched it and you're like, Oh, I'm going to watch it through uh, like after the fact, the difference between the pilot episode and the season the series finale episode are so different because like the first one is so bitter at the world and it's like there's this CD like kind of sax music playing and it's like this is just the way it is and then by the end of the tv show she's in paris and the costumes are like the met gala costumes like the it, it became such a fairy tale by the end which is not a good you know like It could be a good thing or a bad thing, but it was definitely, like, I feel like the genre of the show changed throughout the course of, like, the eight seasons that this show happened.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I mean, kind of the thing that stood out to me was there's so many things in the early seasons about how the relationships in your life that matter are your friendships and your love relationships are meant to float through. That was a very common thing, which, you know, as someone who's in my 30s and single, you know, I really do rely on my friendships. My friendships are very, very close and important to me. I'm just as close as my family is. And I have so much more faith in them than I do my romantic relationships. (laughs) So I, I mean, I agree. But then by the end, everyone's married or has a male romantic partner that has somehow saved the day. Which kind of goes against the series beginning that we don't need a dude to save the day.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, to me, it's, I feel like it was just the evolution of a show, right? It's the evolution of the story that was told. Because if you do listen to, and this, this video, which is done by the people, uh, it's, a, it's a YouTube channel called The Take, which I really enjoy because it goes into tropes. And as a writer, you get to see like patterns. Like, you know, they do ones and they're like, this is what the weir- weird g- girl character is. And they'll spend 20 minutes explaining it and showing how it's evolved. And this is what it was in the 40s and the 60s and the 80s. And, um, and you know, they love pop culture things. It's all like reference to pop culture in one way or the other. So they have an entire playlist on sex in the city. Because when you start to think about it on a bigger scope, you know, Especially for me, because I didn't have a crazy dating history in like high school or college, to some degree. i learned a lot of like how it was supposed to be fabulous from watching this show. You D- know? D- D- it was supposed to be fabulous. <laughs> I
0: you mean, know? It, it can be fabulous. I shouldn't
1: say that it can be fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, but like you know, it's it's something that I have definitely thought about a lot in the last. Year of my life being in quarantine is that how much of who our life, what our life is, is based on the stories we tell each ourselves. And if we're not telling the stories, the stories we're listening to. And the easiest way to find stories to listen to is television or a podcast, you know, or movies or sports. But like we pick our totems, like you know, in the way that like for me as a twenty-something, Sex in the City was my totem. Um, so it's a question of like, what do you want your story to be? And it's it's not that you know I, this this YouTube channel has a tendency to be a very feminist take on things. So like, usually there's a point where they're always talking about like how the the true feminist agenda has been sideways oh, undermined, undermined in one way or another. But it's you know it's run by two very smart intellectual women who see the world in that perspective. So, I, you know, I don't know if Sex the City was a betrayal from, like, the first to the last episode. But it definitely changed. It evolved. Like, and I think, you know, it also evolves because people wanted that. People do want the story where everybody gets what they want. Yeah. You know?
0: I, I mean, we do. We want, that's, that, that is a very, the thing is, is that nobody wants to be in a bad relationship but you know when you're in a good relationship it feels really good and when your friend's in a good relationship their life usually gets very big and very open it's only when people are in shitty relationships that it sucks and that's the thing is that like the first part of the the series was in that none of them were in they are they're all kind of shitty relationships so like going through that phase of dating really sucks but then ideally as you go through life we all kind of level up and we realize we deserve more we set our standards and we do find partners that meet us where we're at and give us give us what we need to to get what we want out of it you know
1: right like you know we grow they grow we grow they grow that's like what a good partner is and like granted like you know even if you're in a relationship you might grow and you might become different people but like the ideal is that you're going to be closer to love through mm. yourself and then the partner is going to reflect it.
0: Yeah. And in the meantime, you always have your friends, right? Kat?
1: Exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, like uh, um, I think that it's very important overall to recognize that a relationship is a relationship and, you know, it doesn't matter if it is a romantic relationship because that's a nice relationship, but the moment we define our self worth only by a romantic relationship, we're missing out on all the other places we have relationships in our lives.
0: Well, you're one of my favorite relationships.
1: Ah, oh, you are. Thank you. I am, uh, you are one of my favorite <laughs> relationships. Compliment yourself. No, uh, oh, I know. No, uh, um, I have been. uh, Doing a lot of Duolingo lately, and you know, when you're learning another language, like you start to question the position of how you put your own language.
0: Well, I second languages, so no, I don't know that, but yeah, um, I, I, I can understand the
1: concept. <laughs> yeah, I, I like literally, like I, you know, they were asking me to like translate from English, uh, like from uh, Spanish to English, and, and it's it's like a a, a glass of orange juice right like but you would say an orange juice in American English but not in uh, Spanish because of the way it's like first the glass and then it has the orange juice in it yes Um, so then like I start doing it in English I start saying like I want a glass with orange juice in it versus like I don't know it's okay
0: I get it you know I get it you're learning new things how many days on Duolingo are you
1: I think I'm like 270 ish somewhere. Fucking impressive. Yeah, I mean, after I got over like 200, I don't pay attention as much. But like, it's I mean, it's like my seven minutes. But like, I I always am amazed. Like when I read something and I'm like, I know what that means. Like you know, and it's usually like something simple. But like, I'm like, oh, I know what that means. Like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) well, just imagine where you're gonna get with it.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, Maybe, probably. You're not. gonna be open doors for you, you yeah. Know? It will give me the ability to read a menu at a Mexican restaurant better. It's like, probably that's where we are right now. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, hey, baby goals, baby goals, but right, baby goals, baby goals. <laughs> that's all I really have for us this week. Do you have anything else?
1: No, no, I am good. Um, yeah, come and enjoy all the fun. Yes, you know, the sessions this week. Yes.
0: Please come see us at the stalking sessions. Come see our new weekly burlesque show, Working the Tees." Um, everything is at WTT Burlesque or the eventpeoplelv.com. Um, you can, of course, follow our show, social handles on everything pretty much at WTT Burley. Um, don't forget about our YouTube channel. If you want to dig deep and see some great performance videos or inspiration videos from our legends, those are there. Um, and we'll be back again with Better Than Sex, where we try to figure out what's better than sex, Cat,
1: Nothing. Maybe something, but we haven't found it yet.
0: We haven't found it yet, but we'll keep looking and we will be back. Bye, guys.
2: Bye. I was going to clean my room until I got high. Was gonna get up and find a room But then I got high My room is still messed up And I know why Cause I got high Because I got high Because I got high I was gonna go to class Before I got high I could've cheated i got. Because I got high I messed up my entire life Because I got high I lost my kids and my wife Because I got Because I got high, because I got high, because I got high, because I got high.